You are now listening to Chump Chats, conversations to enhance the Gator family experience. I think the biggest thing with our family was always just focusing on supporting our kids. Uh, they were both active in band. When my daughter uh, went to UF, it was it was kind of a no-brainer for her. She wanted to be part of uh, the pride of the sunshine. And so she was involved in that all four years. With my son, it was kind of interesting because he was, um, he had been in band also, but he, uh, because he was going to be in uh, the uh, Navy ROTC program, he stuck with just in uh, ROTC and uh, school. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Chump Chats, where we have conversations to enhance the Gator family experience. I am your host, Shaquille Lowe, and today I'm joined by one of our family ambassadors, Mr. David Dozier. David, how are you today? I'm doing fine, Shaquille. How are you doing? You know, I'm doing well. It's always a new opportunity to, to speak with people and share about what's happening in Gator Nation, but then also to be able to learn from experienced and, and seasoned family members like you. So today is going to be a great day, and I know we're going to have an even better recording. How about that? Yeah, looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, David, I, I want to spend some time just kind of talking about your experience being a family member of not one, but, but two Gators. Um, I know that probably over the years, you have some success stories. You have some stories that probably are a little bit more constructive. So to, to, get, to get started, can you tell me a little bit about you, a little bit about your family, and then introduce us to, to your two Gators that you have? Sure. All right. Um, I guess I'll start. Um, I'm originally from the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, moved to uh, the Tampa area back at the end of uh, 2002. I, my wife is uh, Korean and uh, obviously we have uh, a 2019 Gator and a 2022 Gator. You know, we're really focused on uh, raising them education, uh, you know, kind of pushing them to have a solid foundation. They went to the IB program at the same high school. You know, UF was really honestly there. While they looked at some other schools, UF was honestly the one that they wanted to go to. Um, and, you know, we were so thankful that they got accepted because uh, it's such a competitive school to get into nowadays. And um, it, it's been, you know, a wonderful experience. Uh, you know, naturally, I've got a lot of pride that my daughter graduated from UF. Um, honestly, I look back and wish back when I went to high school and ended up going to college, I look back and wish I'd gone to UF. But uh, the UF today is a lot different from the UF that was around in the early 80s. So I'm kind of aging myself. <laughs> but um, I, I think the, the biggest thing uh, with our family was always just focusing on, you know, supporting our kids. Uh, they were both active in band. When my daughter uh, went to UF, it was, it was kind of a no-brainer for her. She wanted to be part of uh, the pride of the sunshine. And so she was involved in that all four years. Uh, her first two years as clarinet and then her last two as uh, part of the Florida Visual Ensemble. And um, with my son, it was kind of interesting because he was, um, he had been in band also, but he, uh, because he was going to be in uh, the uh, Navy ROTC program, he didn't feel like he would have enough time to commit to that school and uh, the band. So he stuck with just uh, in ROTC and uh, school, but um you know, it's, as you said, we've, we've had some uh, highs and lows. Do you enjoy Chump Chat's podcast? If so, subscribe, rate, and review. Our goal is to bring you quality content to help you support your Gator, so we'd love to hear from you. 
Now let's get back to my conversation with David. But for you as, as dad, how did that feel when your when your daughter got accepted to UF and you knew that you know she's about to be taking that next step? What what was it like in in the home that evening when you got that news? Um, you know, it it was it was definitely really happy uh, that you know it, because it was kind of interesting. If I can briefly just kind of go through uh, where she applied to, she applied to some schools in the Northeast uh, and actually uh, got accepted. To them, um, and uh, in the case of one school that was in the Mid-Atlantic, uh, got a full academic scholarship. And it was interesting. For the longest time, she was talking about she was looking forward to going away to school, going being away from home. And it was funny as time went. You know, she still applied for UF. She was still interested. But uh, as time got closer, it it came. To, she came to the realization on her own that she'd actually wanted to be away from the home, but not too far away. <laughs> and, and so we were really thrilled when, when she got in and she was ecstatic. She had, you know, I think it was a, a little bit of melancholy for her because um, naturally I think um, it's not, I certainly don't want to sound like, you know, the IB program is the end all be all for everything. It, it's good for those that it, it works best for their, you know, any school is good. Uh, it's what's best for the student. And I think the challenge was, is that, some of her classmates just thought because they were in the IB, they'd get accepted easily and they weren't. So there was a little bit of melancholy because some of her really close friends in high school didn't uh, in the program uh, didn't get accepted. So, uh, you know, it was a moment of being very happy uh, because she did. And then it was, you know, kind of work, you know, focusing on kind of consoling her because in some ways she was a little sad at the same time because she wouldn't be able to necessarily maintain some of the same relationships she had in high school. I think that's a, that's a part of the, the college transition that not many people talk about and focus on. But yes, you know, for, for some students, you know, up to 12 years, they've had the same set of friends. And, and I know you can probably speak to it. Being a part of, of, of the band kind of helped with that, would you say? Oh, amen. Uh, absolutely. Part of it is um, a little backstory on that is that her uh, band director at, uh, it was King High School in, in Tampa. Uh, her band director was Dr. Uh, DeKean Graham. He goes by Dre uh, Graham. I don't know if you may have heard of him uh, or not. Uh, he was uh, the band director there. He, he went to UF, uh, graduated from UF, got his bachelor's, and then got his master's. Uh, and while he was teaching at uh, the school uh, in, in Tampa, he was going to USF to get his doctorate. So he ended up literally becoming Dr. Dre. He is an amazing individual, and I, you know, I owe a lot to him for the influence he had on both of our, our kids because they both were under him at uh, King in the band program. And so she was really ecstatic because she was kind of sort of following in his footsteps because he went, uh, he was, he graduated from the same high school from the IB program, went to UF, was in band, big, big time guy. He's still very well known within uh, the band there. So she was thrilled to be part of that kind of following in his footsteps. Uh, but she also built a lot of uh, the, the strongest relationships she has were from people that uh, when she was in band. Her, her, best, uh, her best friend was a, a bandmate, and actually her fiance was in band as well. 
and I will tell you, I get really excited thinking about the band connections because I too was in band. I'm a percussionist from a long, long time ago, um, but I, I know the true power of the connections that can form, you know, being in band, but I think more specifically being in a network of other students. And I know that that's what being a part of the band can provide to any student and specifically our students at UF. And it's really awesome to hear about Dr. Dre because I would say that anytime something great is happening, there's a UF alum somewhere around. Amen. And, and actually, just to recap that is he ended up being Florida Teacher of the Year last year. You mentioned being a band parent for seven years. Um, and you probably thought at the end of that experience, you know, you'd probably just be supporting your student every now and then. Did you ever imagine that you would be one of the family ambassadors for the Gator Parent and Family Association? Yeah, it's... Um, Honestly, no, I thought it's kind of funny you bring that up because yes, I was involved uh, in the band the seven years. I was also involved in the uh, parent uh, support group that they had for the IB program at King uh, all seven years. Uh, I was on the board all of those years and uh, I was president the last four years. And honestly, to your point, I thought I'd be done when, when, I, uh, when they, I was finished with high school. I said, okay, that's over with. But uh, there's something, uh, I guess it's just part of me, my nature that I want to uh, help others and, and share from uh, experience because when you, when you see the impact that a program or, you know, such as band um, or some other club or school program, whatever it might be, when you see the impact that it has on our, our young people and the, the positive outcomes that result from it, uh, you know, for me, I can't help but want to be a part of that. And, you know, to know UF in uh, their stature, I know a lot of people just focus on the, the ranking. And, yeah, that's important, but it, it's not all about just the ranking. It, it's what, what, come, you know, the, what they produce uh, from, from the university. Uh, and it's, it's something that's it's, it's a great thing to be a part of. I know over the years you've been utilizing this, but I will say your expertise and knowledge, you know, of how to just be an awesome family member, I would say, has really, really been helpful for us in the Gator Parent and Family Association, specifically when we think about our family Facebook groups. And I want to talk about that. I know that you didn't just wake up one day and have all this knowledge. It's probably through experience. And so, you know, what was, if you can think to one of the moments, what, what, what's been a pivotal moment that after looking at it now, you know that it served as a you know, pivotal moment for your student, but you've been able to use and channel to help other family members? There, there are honestly a couple, but if um, you know, one of them was from my experience from pre preview that you know, just all that information you're trying to absorb. But I think what was more significant um, was honestly her, her experience, what we went through as a family, her her first year, um, and uh, it was it was challenging. There were struggles uh, at first, and so from that experience, and and, and naturally she came through it because she graduated. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things that honestly there were points where we were worried whether that was going to happen. You know, you you think, uh, wow, my child, my student, however you want to call them, when they're in high school, you know, a lot of them are you know, overachievers or, or, or very strong students. It's, it doesn't mean that they're they necessarily have to be involved in all kinds of extracurricular activities. But honestly, I, we know that most universities now, 
it's not just about academics. It's about their engagement within the uh, community, uh, within the school or the community as a whole, uh, and that that's part of what's important. And you think that you know they're doing well. They're oh, they're just going to go off to school and they'll be fine. Uh, and it was it was a difficult experience, honestly, for us because she, as I said, she was a, a overachiever. You know, she's. <laughs> you know, really high GPA, uh, whether it's unweighted or weighted, doesn't matter. Uh, and so we thought, you know, she had the tools, she was ready to go. And um, it was it was an eye-opening experience for us. So those struggles were, is part of why I'm involved, because I know that that's one of the things that, you know, sometimes families don't want to talk about. Um, they're, they're ashamed, they're embarrassed, uh, and they really shouldn't be, because the, the thing is, because it's not always out there, they don't know that others have been through it. So it's part of where I'm more um, willing to speak freely about it. And my daughter is aware that I speak about it. She she doesn't really have any concerns about it. She she just said, please don't brag about me. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's one of those things, knowing what we lived through and honestly, what we learned from preview, it was one of those things that I pulled out from that, that when I went back through the material that, oh, there's this group to talk to because my year uh, or her year, I guess I should say not my year, um, we didn't have a Facebook group. I think it didn't start until the 2021 group or 2020, I'm, I'm forgetting now, but uh, we didn't have one then. So there wasn't really that support mechanism out there that you're, you're supporting through this uh, family program. Well, I don't revel in the fact that your daughter had a challenging experience, but I will say I'm very appreciative that, you know, the experience happened and she was able to find some support. And I'm very happy that you were able to experience it as well and be there because I think many people also forget that there's an experience and there are things that are happening at the university, but the student support system is also what's going to be there. And so yeah. I'm very grateful that you were able to go back to your resources that you learned at preview, right? And then be able to help your student navigate campus. Um, because having, you know, been through several summers of orientation and, you know, we try our best to share with family members that this experience for your student is going to be filled with, you know, lots of peaks and lots of valleys. And it's, you know, it's really in those valleys that your students will need you most. Do you remember any of the offices or, or, or what any of the, you know, when, or did you make any of the calls or, or was it more of how, how, how did you support your students? If, going back to what you mentioned about preview, it was part of uh, what I remember there, there's the, uh, the session where you have the students role play uh, and you have like one play the parent and one play the student. And uh, it's either like they're role playing a phone conversation or a, a chat conversation or email. And it, it was to kind of emphasize things to look for uh, in terms of uh, what, what the student might say or how they might react to something that that's part of what, you know, kind of clicked in my head at a point because it, it was very frustrating at, at, at one point because uh, what happened was in, in the best way I can put it, it was almost like a child going into a toy store or a candy store. And they're just, they're seeing for the first time and they're seeing all of these things that are around. And, um, you know, it's great things. I mean, it, that's one of the beauties of UF is the amount of opportunities that are there to participate, to be engaged. 
Uh, it was just that she kind of overloaded herself. She was naturally doing band. She was rushing for um, a fraternity. It was a co-ed fraternity, the music uh, uh, Kappa Kappa Psi. Uh, she was writing for a online uh, uh, Asian American magazine because naturally she's uh, part Korean and um, she had school and I know there's something else I'm forgetting and, and it just became overwhelming. And, you know, here she was thinking she, I'm not saying she cruised. That was part of why we put, pushed our, our kids to go through IB program because it's so rigorous that at least it would be somewhat similar to what college was so that we, in our mind, we thought if they have that foundation, we don't, we shouldn't have to worry too much about it, but uh, it, it helped to a degree, but it, it, the, the social part, being away from home, adapting to living, you know, somewhat independently and just being overwhelmed with all of the different activities that were out there. She wanted to experience everything. And part of uh, what came back to me when we were having challenges with communicating with her uh, and uh, there were some moments almost like what was in the role play. And that's kind of where I went back through because I was getting exasperated and it, there was a temptation to drive up there. We're only two hours away. So um, I, there were several times where I was ready to get in the car and go up there and uh, take control of the situation. But I, I realized at that point that that, was, that wouldn't help her to a degree, that it really, it's time for her to start learning uh, and on her own. We're there to support. And that's when you matter, you know, when I went through the material, that's why I'm such a proponent of uh, you matter and the uh, counseling and wellness center, because they were the ones that really, we played a role, but they were the ones that really helped, helped her. I will say that's very refreshing to hear from you as a family member who's saying, I heard about this office at preview, but then I also have the experience of sending my student and I know the benefit of it. Um, because I know that many family members are out there maybe hesitating to, you know, encourage their student to reach out to you matter or to go to the counseling and wellness center. But the, the staff and the professionals in those offices are there to help and assist. And I wish that more people would take advantage of those resources. Absolutely. It, it was, um, I, I didn't have any hesitation about reaching out to him because honestly, I, I don't want to be melodramatic. I was getting a little desperate you know, with what to do, because I knew what she was going through was similar to what my experience was when I went, went to school and I didn't go away. I, I lived close enough that I was commuting. Just a sense of being overwhelmed at a point. Um, I, you know, I will say that when some of what she said reminded me of, of what I went through and I, I'm not ashamed to admit I went through counseling. Uh, it was, I would say when I went to high school, it didn't really fully prepare me for, for the rigors of uh, college. I mean, it was, I, I did, I was, a, I was a very, I was a very, not a very good student. I was, I was, I was a pretty good student. Um, and it, and it mostly came easy to me. And when I got to college, it was like, Oh, wait a minute. I got to read five books for this class, three for this, two for this. And then I've got to do it. I'm like, what, where am I going to do? Where do I have the time for this? And of course, with my daughter doing the other thing, that was part of it. So part of it was the fear of knowing how I felt and, and, you know, not wanting her to repeat my mistakes. And, and the challenge was, is that, you know, I also realized I couldn't 
I couldn't fix it for her. it. I had to allow her to live through it to a degree and, you know, trust that those folks, like you said, the professionals that are there uh, would be able to help her. And, and they did, you know, it took a little effort, but, and she dug herself a little, a bit of a hole academically, but uh, she got herself out of it. She ended up graduating with a 3.4 GPA, but, you know, it wasn't without a lot of uh, struggles just to, you know, she really had to work to do well in the classes to get her GPA back up. But uh, it, it, it was one of those things that uh, I think it made her stronger in the long run and um, it helped her to have more uh, self-awareness. And I think that's one of the things that they're very, very good about doing is helping to give the uh, students the tools to, to be able to help themselves. They're there to help, but uh, giving them the life skills that they need, I think, is a, a good part of what they do. We've heard several times how experience is the best teacher. And I think you can probably point to, you know, your students, you know, first few years, and you probably can see the change. Obviously, like you mentioned, still got a you know, great GPA. And so in those later years at UF, you probably can see the value of having some of those uh, constructive experiences. But I also want to talk about, because I know that you have another student. And I think, you know, supporting, as, as we kind of mentioned before, you know, supporting your other student has been different than it was for your daughter. Yes, it has. So can you talk to me about some of the changes and some of the differences that you would say you've employed with supporting your second student versus your first? Oh, uh, absolutely. It's, um, as I mentioned before there, you know, they both went to the, the same high school, went through the same uh, rigorous uh, program. They both were in band, both were uh, in leadership, my daughter, when she, uh, she was drum major, uh, her final, uh, her final, her senior year, and my son was um, band captain the the senior year. And uh, it, there were reasons Dr. Graham did what he did in terms of choosing them uh, for. Is that honestly, the band captain is the one that really is the glue to the band. Uh, but it was very, they were very similar in how they carried themselves. But once they got to uh, UF. Uh, you're right. It was. It definitely was different. Um, they're they're definitely two distinct individuals. Uh, some of what it, uh, is different, obviously, is what they're doing. Uh, with my daughter, obviously, active in band and uh, her uh, fraternity. Uh, my son, on the other hand, uh, a different kind of fraternity, uh, the Navy ROTC program. Uh, uh, it having the knowledge of. UF, the different programs that are out there, what, what the experience was going to be like was, was definitely beneficial with our, our son. Um, they're, they both are natural born leaders. They're very independent. Uh, I would say in some ways, obviously different characteristics. He's has a little bit more res, uh, responsible part of him, uh, more, um, I would say conservative, whereas my daughter is really, you know, she's outgoing, wants to do everything. It's, it's curious how that works. But what I would say, what's going through with what my daughter, uh, my son witnessed it, obviously, because he was at home and he heard some of those conversations. Uh, and it was one of those things where I think it, in some ways being involved in that even somewhat remotely because he wasn't directly engaged, but he of course was a witness. It helped him uh, to, he basically was, I don't want to say, mis he learned from her mistakes would probably be the best way to frame it. Uh, and so he was a little bit more 
uh, cautious. As I said, he didn't want to over over involve himself with things because he he knew with the ROTC program he would be in, in busy with that. And plus, he the school he wanted for him he wanted to do well. Uh, and he started out um, as a uh, mechanical engineering major. And after his uh, as he got towards the end of the spring semester of his first year, he kind of came to the realization while he was fascinated with those things, it wasn't, um, it wasn't as uh, engage. I don't want to say engaging. Uh, it, it was one of those things where he just, he liked it, but he didn't like it enough to have to be buried in books constantly. <laughs> that might be the polite way to put it. Uh, whereas with my daughter, she actually through her whole trials, uh, she changed majors three times. And uh, once she found her niche, which was uh, public relations, uh, she thrived. Uh, you know, obviously she had to support uh, to, to uh, cope better you know, from you matter in the counseling center. Those things helped her, but I think also what helped her was finding what, you know, interested her most. And so that helped to, to drive her to an extent. Plus she had all the relationships with Ben. My son, he found what he's interested in a lot quicker, I think, because he learned from from that. And our focus really um, had been just to be there to support him. Um, and that was the way with both of my kids. I mean, the, the temptation, as I mentioned before, was to get in, take control of my daughter's situation. But I realized that that wouldn't be, that wasn't the right thing to do for her. Uh, because, you know, at some point we, we have to realize they are adults. And they have to learn on their own, as hard as that is to do. And that's the one thing I, if I could, you know, speak to for any, all of parents is that it's not easy to let go to, but at, at a point you, you, ha you have to give them that opportunity to, to learn, be there to support them hundred percent. I'm not saying walk away from them, but make sure that you know that there are support mechanisms out there. But we've been fortunate with our son. He's much more, um, because of those things, he, I think he just knew what not to do. He knew what his limits were. I think that was part of what my daughter didn't fully comprehend at first. So to, to family members with a current student as well as a prospective student, would you say that, you know, it's beneficial to involve your, the, the, the younger student, the prospective student into some of the, some of the conversations while your students are in school? I know it worked for you, but would you suggest that for other family members as well? Absolutely. I think um, in, in some regards, because if, if they have the awareness, the younger student I'm talking about, if they have that awareness, um, it's easier for them to arrive at that conclusion on their own rather than uh, being told. Uh, and that's, I think that's one of the key things that uh, for, for was part of the learning experience for, for me as, as a parent was to understand that you know, they're told a lot as they're growing up. And at some point, you know, they, they're, <laughs> whether we want to admit it or not, they get tired of hearing it from us, you know, and in some cases, just learning from experience is, is sometimes the best, the best way. It's not the, it's not always easy, but it, I think that that was what helped uh, my 22 Gator was that he, he had that awareness. So he, he knew some of the things that were going on and that he knew what to watch for, what not to do. And uh, that was, I think, part of why he was a little more careful about not overextending himself. Mm -hmm.
If you've enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe so you'll be the first to know when part two is released. In the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at ihaveagator at ufl.edu or visit our website for more information about how you can get connected to the Gator Parent and Family Association. That's families.dso.ufl.edu. And as always, thank you for listening to Chomp Chats, where we help Gator families transition to Gator Nation.